Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for joining us for a few minutes. We value the time you spend with us. Three members of the podcast team each have a thought or so to share with you. They were asked to talk about whatever happened to be on their minds so I will be as surprised as you. We hope you enjoyed this episode and choose to stop back soon. If you would like to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes, please visit GaryCrow.net where you can subscribe easily on your favorite podcast player. Enjoy the podcast and have a spectacular rest of your day. I ran across this from someone I will leave nameless. When I get real bored, I like to drive downtown and get a great parking spot, then sit in my car and count how many people ask me if I'm leaving. It got me to thinking about how often my annoyances are due to other people being bored and having nothing better to do. Dear Nameless, get a life. If you have nothing better to do than sitting in your car counting how many people wish you would go do something else, it seems likely you do not have the mental capacity to get a life without serious psychiatric assistance. Unfortunately, even that may not help. You may be just too far gone. I should probably have more compassion and understanding for unfortunate souls like Nameless. Yep, I definitely should but what are the odds of that? Does, when cows fly, come to mind? I am busy, want a parking space, and have no time to commiserate with Nameless. Yes indeed, I am way too busy to be bored or to give any thought or consideration to the plight of folks who annoy me due to their boredom, or whatever else may be causing their annoying behavior. I quite simply do not have any unused time or energy to waste on them. I want them to just quit interfering, quit doing whatever annoys me. I hope this is not a picture of typical me, although I am sure at times it is. It may be most of us have a little inclination in there somewhere to emotionally, socially, or mentally brush people off, ignore them, or insensitively reject their overtures when they get in the path of our interests, activities, or ambition. It's a me world and I am busy too busy to bother with you. Knowing this about myself causes me to stop long enough to reconsider my attitude and approach with other people. I am committing to giving this a try. When I think I'm too busy and have no time to spare. I won't forget it is you who is there. I can't at least take a minute to find out what you need. Before I move on, get back up to speed. Here I am, in search of my missing muse. I have been looking for her high and low. Stop. There is a slight tickle at the edge of my mind. A thought, a possible insight is trying to catch my attention. I hear the gentle voice. The words are hard to understand but are becoming clearer. I think I hear but cannot quite assimilate the message with my existing thoughts and perceptions. The included truth cannot be true. The voice assures me as it increases in firmness and volume, it is indeed true. Alas. I must accept the reality, I'm reduced to a single option. My muse never left. She has been there all along. She has stayed close at hand, as near as a whisper. It was not she who abandoned me. Rather it was I who turned a deaf ear to her. It was I who refused to listen or more correctly, refused to credit her for her efforts on my behalf. She struggles with me for the words. She is alongside as I ponder what to say. She is helping as I write and then rewrite. She has been there each step along the way. Wow, I do not think sharing the details is appropriate, but let me assure you being chastised by your muse is no picnic, no walk in the park, 
no stroll on a summer evening. As tough as it is, I must now stop looking elsewhere for causes and cures. My muse has been holding up her side of the creative equation. It's time for me to now accept full responsibility for holding up mine. No more whining about my missing muse. It is time to simply say, what you get today is the best I can do today. It will have to do. Hum. Wonder to what else that may apply beyond podcasting? There may be another episode brewing in there somewhere. Ain't technology grand. And days gone by, people who wanted to jot a quick thought or dash off a few lines reflecting whatever they had on their minds at the time, wrote on the backs of envelopes with pencils. The more fussy folks used pens with points, dipping them in actual ink. The technologically advanced used typewriters, although they were mostly secretaries, journalists, or really fussy folks who liked to show off. There were even a few who were sufficiently dedicated or perhaps compulsive enough to retain the musings in notebooks or even in bound diaries. The jotters and dashers, the fussy folks and technologically advanced, along with the dedicated and compulsive are still among us although they are far less recognizable. They no longer have the single-purpose props identifying them as writers. As a quick test of the point, when is the last time you saw someone under 40 years old make a quick note on the back of an envelope or, for that matter, use a typewriter? My idea here isn't to reminisce about days over and done, but rather only to set a contrast with the day and what I assume to be magic. It was Arthur C. Clarke who said, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, and some of that advanced technology is where I am focusing. Start with my computer. It is definitely not distinguishing, since most people I know have computers. You two are among the computer-having group, since you are using one to listen to this podcast. Mine is sitting by my desk and has a keyboard and a mouse. Yours may be like mine or one of a hundred smaller and smaller iterations from laptops to iPhones. Nonetheless, we each have a computer. That fact alone, as commonplace as it is, is pretty amazing and warrants at least passing astonishment. We live in a society exquisitely dependent on science and technology, in which hardly anyone knows anything about science and technology, according to Carl Sagan. This is mostly true but also sort of not true. We know a lot about using technology, although few of us know much about the technology itself. Even so, you and I do know the smaller our computer is, the more we better hope it is still under warranty, if it breaks or quits working. I am sitting here, directing my voice into my computer, believing that in a while, you will be there, wherever you are, listening to me. You likely do not think about me or how my voice got to you, and there's no reason you should. You are okay with listening to your personal computer speaker, hoping it is something interesting for you. Even so, it seems we both have become a tad dependent on what may as well be attributed to magic, given that neither of us is likely to know much about how my words got from me to you. Max Frisch had this to say about the magic technology. The knack is so arranged in the world that we don't have to experience it. The words you get from me to you and neither of us needs to experience the trip or much care how it happens for that matter. It's enough to know they went from my computer to Texas, where this podcast lives in another computer, and then off to iTunes or Google Play or wherever else they hang out. You are where you run initiated the trip to you as the last leg of their journey. The coolest point is you and I connected, if but briefly. The highly improbable became fact. Having given passing nods to the journey of the bits and bites and the obvious magic in their trip, 
spending some time acknowledging what must be thousands of people who contributed to their successful arrival to you is tempting. But a podcast is a podcast, and not nearly long enough to include everyone who helped along the way. They certainly each have their story. I trust it's enough to simply say, thanks, to the magicians.